We hope you enjoy listening to this weekly podcast from Lifeline Church. Find out more by visiting lifelinechurch.co.uk. So I'm Avril. I've got a PowerPoint to do, which is always a bit traumatic, so I have to remember to click and talk. But um, I'm actually exploring further what John spoke about a while ago around sending. You might remember. Does anyone remember? He talked about it. I was supposed to come quite soon after him, but various ill health things caused that not to happen. So I'm just kind of going to take a wee bit of time today to explore the difference between being sent with a specific purpose calling mission and our being equipped by God for our everyday lives. And I think it's really interesting, God's kind of set a platform today about that reality of surrendering to him and letting him work in our lives. And I think that's a very significant thing. And I think as we talk and explore the second bit, I want us to come back to what God spoke to us about in worship and what he's brought us to that place of when we surrender to him, what changes and what's done. And it's pretty incredible. I just want you to, do you remember this? I'm still using these posters from the Christmas before last, but they're very happy for, helpful for my scrap paper. But they're quite nice. They're nice to write on, actually. I quite like them. If you want some, I've got about a thousand in the house. <laughs> right, so sending. Nope, I've done that. All right, wait a minute. Ah, I did put the slide. I changed the slide, and I've changed it wrong. So... I need the next, I need the third one up. That's all right. Or I could just change it and then go back, couldn't I? See, I've done all this right. Right. Sorry, I, I panicked in the worship, thought I hadn't changed the slide, and then I had slimed it and I had already changed it. So, apostolo, apostello. That is a Greek word, and it means to commission or send. And that's what we're going to be exploring in the sending business. And the the definition of that is four different outworkings. So, firstly, it's about sending out with a mission to fulfill. And in Acts 11, 27, 30, we'll look at that in a minute, is one example. And Mark 11 is where Jesus sent the disciples out for the donkey. You remember that story? As he came back into Jerusalem and he said, like, go out and get me a donkey, like... Very specific request, sent about with a mission to fulfill. But in Acts 11, this is what it's actually talking about. I need to go over here a bit. Can I still be seen? Oh, yeah. So during this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up and through the Spirit predicted that a severe famine would spread throughout the entire Roman world. The disciples, as each one was able, decided to provide help for the brothers and sisters living in Judea. This they did, sending their gift to the elders by Barnabas and Saul. So Barnabas and Saul were sent out from the church in Antioch to, with gift, to bless the people in the churches in Judea. Specific mission to fulfill. Next one. Equip and dispatch someone with full backing and authority of the sender. And as an example here, in 1 Corinthians 4.17, 
And Paul's talking to the church and saying, for this reason, I have sent to you Timothy. He's writing this to them. My son whom I love, who is faithful in the Lord, he will remind you of my way of life in Christ Jesus, which agrees with what I teach everywhere in the church. So he wasn't just sending Timothy to do a thing. He was sending Timothy as a representation of himself and the teaching he was bringing. He was able to embody as if it was Paul himself. So he had Paul's full backing and authority. The next one is sent with a message by someone. Acts 15, 25 to 27. Now this is not Judas, the Judas who betrayed, this is another Judas. And this was the church in Jerusalem that wanted to send a letter to the church in Antioch with some things that were going on. You can read about it in Acts 15. And they sent Judas and Silas to confirm by word of mouth what we are writing. And I think it's quite good because when you read it, they didn't just think, is anybody going by Antioch soon? Anybody passing past Antioch? I need a letter sent there. Could anyone take it for me? He chose, the church, the leaders chose Judas and Silas to take the letter. And it talks later in Acts 15 about, because they could report by mouth what was being written. These were men who were chosen because they could actually bring clarity and accuracy about what the leaders were saying from Jerusalem. It wasn't just by chance. And the final bit is set apart for a special service. Acts 13, verse 3. And this is interesting because it involves Barnabas and Saul again. So while they, that's the leaders of the Antioch church, were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had prayed and fasted, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. So there was a sense that came, they prayed together, felt it was right, and then they placed hands on them and sent them off. Now they weren't going to do a thing or take a message or even represent someone. They were being set apart for the work to which God had called them. Now I don't know if the Antioch church really knew what that meant. They knew it was about the gospel, they knew it was extending the kingdom of God. But it wasn't to go here or there, but it was basically sending them out. And then it talks later about how then Paul and Saul at the time and Barnabas were led by the Holy Spirit about where they should go. So these apostello send out with a mission to fulfill, equip and dispatch someone with the full backing and authority of the sender, sent with a message by someone, or set apart for a special service. So coming back to slide two, this is complicated. There's a lot of clicking, hold on. Hey, and then I've got to go up here so I can't, you, you can't see what's coming. So what does that look like today? What does it mean to be sent from here? Well, generally speaking, there will be a sense by the leadership that this is something that we want to do as a church. It will be embodied in a person or a team, but it will be something we want to do as a church. There will be a public acknowledgement of it. It might be praying for someone on a Sunday morning. It might be in another setting, but there will be a 
public acknowledgement, and usually a commissioning by the laying on of hands and praying for them in that public context. It's off usually, and will be always, beyond the walls of the church. So there is commissioning it can happen in the church. Just as an example, at the first Tuesday prayer last week, we prayed for the property advice group because they are going to be, have a specific role amongst us in terms of leading through the property and the development and all that's needed in that. We, we prayed for them. We asked for God's anointing to come in them for that task. We do that often with new leaders that are coming in. But this is about beyond the walls of the church. So, what is our responsibility as a sending community to the sent person? Well, it will definitely be to pray for them. And it will definitely be to stand with them in the things they are doing. Now, sometimes, if it's a specific, if it's a, like a project or an ongoing work, then they wouldn't necessarily be prayed for like every week. But we would pray and acknowledge what they're doing. And then probably what would happen is they would have a particular group who would support them and, and pray for them on a regular basis. And we may, as a church, decide to financially support them. And that's kind of case by case. And that's quite exciting to do that because we get a sense from God about what he's saying in that. What is a sent person's responsibility back to us? Well, we'd expect reports, we'd expect feedback. They may be written and they may be verbal, but we would expect to know what's going on and how things have got on and what's been happening. And why, oh, right there. Why is sending important? Well, I think it comes back to that one before when we were talking in terms of the four examples, because sending comes with the full backing and authority of the church. They don't just go as Jimmy, they go as us, and that's really a part of it. And some examples of that, you know, if John or others are traveling to another church or another country to see the churches there, we would always pray for them here. We would take time, we would pray for them, and we'd expect a report. Sometimes people have gone for specific purpose. I can, I can think of things like, um, because Doulos is a, a leadership training program we, we do here and we do in other, part, in other bases in the network. And we've often sent specific people to do Doulos teaching. Now, we don't just say, oh, do you know what, who fancies a trip to Zimbabwe? Or oh, while you're there at the safaris, could you also pop in to the church and do some teaching on Doulos? No, we choose people who not only are able to teach, but can model the teaching they're bringing so that the church is equipped. We also did it with um, Sierra Leone, with um, the teacher training we did there. The, the, church, the school in Freetown was just kind of getting established, and we really felt like there's an opportunity for some of the teachers here to go and impart something to the teachers there. So there's specific purpose. And at times, we also recognize a particular person or team with a specific call or ministry. So. Let me just now come on to have a little look. Oh, I've got to go through all this again, sorry. Blah, 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 blah. Right. I want us now to look at, this is not in any shape or form the opposite, but this is the white, this is the more, this is the thing we will all touch. So they're ascending for a specific purpose. 
But I just want to really, and it's really interesting just through the worship, I want us to come back to that. God has equipped us all for purpose. And let me just give you what that might look like. He talks about us being salt and light. Matthew 5, 13 to 16. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and give its light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You know, we take it really seriously, jobs, where we live, the roles we do, the different transition things in life. We take it really seriously because of this reality that we are the light of the world. And I'll come back to that in a minute. Another way it works out that God has equipped us all is in Matthew 28. And Jesus commissioned us to go and make disciples. Sorry, I'm really twisting here. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth and on the, on the earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And then the final one, which is like pretty massively huge, is we have the same power as Jesus. We have the same power that Jesus had when he was on the earth because he's given to us through the Holy Spirit. And in John 14, 12 and 13, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Interesting, the things that we get involved in end up pointing people to him. It's not just that's nice for us to do, but it points people to him. And God calls us. And it's really important that we take these things seriously and we consider where we should be. You know, it's not just, oh, I'll get a job here. That's fine. You know, we'd expect to, to, to work that through together, to stand with you as you make big decisions. Whether it's a temporary job that you're doing because you're still at school or a major career change, or a major career decision, a university you're deciding to go to, a change in where you're, a neighborhood in where you're going to live, a transition in life where you might be getting married or having children, all these things are part of where God is going to put you. And therefore, it's really important to be talking through those pastorally. And it's also really important that we're asking each other about it. You know, at the end of the day, it's lovely that, let me, I don't know, let me think of a, it's going to pick on somebody here. Say Mark. It's lovely that we're finding out from Mark about his various roles in the church. We seem to be extending at the moment. From, But if we don't know anything about his business or how he's getting on with his colleagues, if you're his friend and you're never talking about that stuff, then that's probably 75, 80% of his life. So God has called us to be salt and light, to be the light of the world, to be making disciples and to be doing greater things than this. Not here, a wee bit here, 
but out there where he's placed you, at the school gates if you're picking up your children, in your workplace if you're there. So we can expect an anointing to fulfill his calling and commission because it's not an accident that he's put you where he's put you. So what do we want to do with it? And let's come back to that thing God spoke to us about in the worship. Am I going to surrender all and let him have the whole of my life? And I'm just going to get Jenny to come and give a wee story. She is here, I've seen her. Yes. This is my friend Jenny. She sometimes likes me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it, just say it. Yeah. You talk. Um, so, I'll prompt if you say the wrong thing. Okay. So I have felt that God has called me to work with children. And for most of my life, it was at church. Um, and then one day God said to me that he was going to put me into the community. I tried hard to get a job in a school, but it didn't happen. And so I gave up on it. Um, and then a chance conversation with someone here, Sam Borlow, um, ended up with me volunteering at the school I work at now. And I said to God when I went to the, have this meeting with a volunteer person that, um, well, I don't need it anymore. It's pointless because the reason I wanted it before the volunteering was to help me with my studies. And it was finished. But God said to me, no, it's the right time. And I really felt after that that God had sent me there. Um, so, yes, he sent me, then I got a job, and then what happened was that the sending got washed away, and I was overwhelmed by its task, the role, the activities, all the stuff, you know. And then when John was speaking about sending, I felt like God sort of arrested me, stopped me, and showed me what had happened. So I was no longer functioning from a sent position, and I really had begun to sort of think, is this the right place for me? But when God said, I actually sent you there, it made me regroup. It made me stop and think. Um, and so what has happened since, lots of lovely things. So a child who I've had various dealings with, um, not positive. When I was having a, um, an appraisal recently, um, he came up as part of our conversation and um, it was said to me, well, we expect him to change by year seven. And I was really shocked at myself. I said, well, I've got a vision for him to be changed by June. I, that was a shock because <laughs> I hadn't planned it. But, you know, it's that thing, that sending, like God saying, ta-da, here I am, sent you. And also, in the meantime, I'm doing lots of interventions and children are spontaneously telling me what a difference I'm making to their life. And that's ascending. And there's a really key thing Jenny said, God sent me. And he sends each of us to the place we go. But that's different to the sending that we as a church might decide to send someone on our behalf. Both equally valid, but they're different. 
but we are sent. And if we choose, like Ginny came back to remember, God sent me there. Therefore, I can expect him to work through me. Just think what God might do in your setting. So let me just see what comes next. Who the heck knows? (laughs) Oh, yes, that's the right one. So... What do I do if I think I should be sent by the church? You are already sent by God. He's he's already done that. If you know him, if you have surrendered to him, you are already sent by him. Sam, you're already sent by God to Costa Starbucks. (laughs) Starbucks. And you can expect God to use you in that. So what do I do if I think I should be sent? Well, talk it through with those who are, pastorally, who are pastorally responsible for you. And they might involve one of the senior leaders if there's a sense of, yeah, there's something here that is for us as a church to, to back. It was interesting with Anna. She um, recently has got a job, a very senior job in a local health authority. And she contacted John and was just letting him know about the job. And I, could, I, I was there as it happened when Anna called and I could hear John saying, yeah, something more in this something because god's spoken to us before about changing and influencing systems and and actually the health being one of them health system being one of them he could have thought no there's something more in this and we took time in one of the first tuesday prayers to be praying for anna and sending her into that role and we will expect feedback from that anna no (laughs) that's what it says no I don't think I have a specific sense of direction calling, but I want to see God use me where I am. So should I be sent? Well, I think we've said it. Ginny said it. You have been sent by God. And if you receive that with faith, you will see him use you in your everyday situations, whatever that might be. And we would expect that God would use all of us in that. So there doesn't need to be ascending from the front. That's just something God has given you. And take time to talk to people about it. Talk to them about what your challenges are in your everyday setting. Talk to them about how you want to see God use you. Be praying for each other, encourage each other, challenge each other. You know, it was interesting, Anthony's recent story, as part of the ambulance crew, he's just kicking out in the corridor, waiting for the many hours they often have to wait. And one of the senior managers comes through and Anthony takes the opportunity to kind of say, do you know what, have you ever thought about this, doing blah, 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 because that could actually make a big difference to these hours of queuing. And then when he found out the next time he met that manager, that had been taken seriously. Anthony was just doing his job, but he also had an open ear to what God wanted to do through him in that place. So we have a high expectation that God wants to use us all. He's spoken to us about influence and impact as a church. And we look to see that fulfilled through the many, not the few. But there is a specific expectation on those who are sent from the church. And we want to rightly recognize that too. And that would look like I can't go back, it's too painful. One of those four 
circles. Do you want me to go back with that help just to summarise again? And I did spend quite a lot of time doing this PowerPoint very badly. Could take a while. Where am I pointing it to? Right. I oh, know, I'll keep that. So the commissioning or sending from the church, send out for us a mission to fulfill, like when the guys took the gifts to the church in Judea. Equip and dispatch someone with the full backing and authority of the sender, like when Paul sent Timothy, saying this is just like me coming. Sent with a message by someone, not just if you're passing, drop it in, but actually chosen to go with a letter to confirm by mouth and set apart for a special service. And that was that. Not knowing what it was going to be, but just knew God had given them a specific service to do. And the reason we're covering serving is because um, Terry King at the Leaders Weekend brought back to us this thing about unblocking wells. And one of them, he said, that had got a bit blocked was our sending, our going to the nations. Now, some of that's been COVID and all the rest of it. But this is part of us, again, stirring ourselves, saying, God, is there more? Is there something you want to do? Is there something you want to do in us through a person? So we're just going to be holding that as a leadership, and we're going to be constantly exploring, okay, God, so what are you asking us? Is there things that you've given us to do as projects, as missions, as training that you want us to be sending out from. And in the meantime, and God will show us in that, but as we conclude, coming back to what we gave ourselves to in worship, have you got, like Ginny, a bit lost in the task? Are you fulfilling your job? You're making sure that you're, you might even be a brilliant employee doing an incredible job, which is all part of glorifying God. But if people never know the basis of that, if they never hear that God is in your life, if you still manage to join in with the moaning and complaining rather than being salt and light, there's an opportunity today to come again afresh and say, God, I want to be what you've called me to be which is salt and light, making disciples and showing the glory of God in the same way Jesus did. And I know for me in my work situation, I have lots of opportunity to be part of policy shaping and speaking into different ways things are done. But the thing God always speaks to me about is the relationships that I'm building with the people that I'm coming across. I can have an amazing conversation with some chief guy, but if I don't see him as a person, and I don't have that sense of, God, how do you want me to love this person and show who you are to them? Then, you know, the strategy bit's a bit like a clanging gong. So God is saying, let me do this. Let me use you wherever you are. And it's not just the workplace. It's wherever you are with the people who are around you. It might be when you go and see your GP. They're a bit stressed just now. I don't know if you've noticed. What might it mean just to love them? What might God do there? Whatever it might be. 
So if you would like again afresh to be coming back to God and saying, you know, I would like you to use me. I want to be a light in the world. I want to be part of you making disciples. And I want to start to see what it might be to do greater things in Jesus. Then I'd like you to stand. And let's just ask him. By standing, you're saying, I'm starting again. Just like the song was saying, I'm coming back to you, God, and I'm starting again. That's not a failure. That's a surrender. If you'd like to see God do that, I'd like you to stand. So, Father, this is us standing, saying we come back to you, and we surrender all the things that hinder us from being you in the places we are. Thank you, Lord, that you promise you're equipping and you're enabling and you're anointing. And I ask now for that anointing to come in everyone standing, that your purposes will be fulfilled in the place where they are and you will be glorified and we will hear story after story of how you use us, not just on the big stuff, but in the moment when you, they saw someone in pain or suffering and just brought your word, or where they changed some major situation. Lord, we lay all these things before you, and we thank you that you promise that your Holy Spirit will come and equip us for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast by Lifeline Church. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. We are a relational church with a passion to demonstrate God's love to one another and our surrounding community in real and practical ways. We believe that God has called us to have an impact on our families, our communities and our nation. We'd love to connect further with you, so please do visit our website at lifelinechurch.co.uk, on Facebook, lifeline.church.uk or Twitter at Lifeline UK. Thank you.